Comics. Movies. Music. Video games. Technology. Blu-ray. Television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. You're listening to the Jersey Shore Podcast. Welcome back to Jersey Shore. I'm Jordan from Jersey. Joined this week by... Someone who hates Brian Michael Bendis. Woo! We were just talking off mic about recent developments in the Guardians of the Galaxy comic that are just bafflingly bad. But they make no sense. Well, that's not what we're talking about today. What yes. are we talking about today, Pierce? Uh, we are talking about the first half of the season finale of Doctor Who that we just watched. And pretty much everything else from this current season. Yeah, we talked about the premiere back, and maybe the yeah. second or third episode. But, um, and so, how disappointed we are that it's not Evil Jenny. Well, how disappointed you might be. Yes. Um, so, spoilers for Doctor Who, this whole series that's aired so far, except for the very final episode. But uh, before that, we've been gone a while. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we knows. have. Um, we've both been busy, I've been away, and I've just been burnt out. So, yeah. um, we're back, but I don't know that it'll be necessarily every week. We'll try to be most weeks, but I needed a break, yeah. and I don't want to burn myself out again. So, we're going to do episodes a lot. Treat yourself. Treat yourself. I'm going to buy myself a Batman costume, yes, exactly. Exactly. No. Um, but yeah, so, there'll be weeks without episodes, but I'm going to try to make it much more constant, and no more two-month breaks, because that was yeah, a long time. Yeah, it was a long break. <laughs> and I missed you. But so it, Yeah, no, I missed this, and... Well, also, starting a new job is tiring, too, so... Right, there's a lot of stuff going on in both of our lives, so... But now we're kind of back to a more normal-ish place. Yeah. So, Dark Water was the episode of Doctor Who that literally we just watched. It just aired on BBC America, and we watched it. And um, I know we talked about the first episode. Did we talk about the second and third? I mean, we'll, we'll still touch on it regardless, even if we did well, already. just overall... First off, overall impressions. Overall impressions. I love Capaldi. 12 may end up, you know, people say they have, well, this was my doctor. 12 may end up being my doctor. I like him that much. I like that he's cranky and crotchety, but sarcastic and funny, and he means well, but at the same time, he's not going to... He's he's an angry Scotsman. Yeah. Really is what it boils down to. And I love it. I love every second of it. You know, he's, I don't know, me if I was tall and skinny and Scottish and... Well, he, and he constantly looks like he's in shock, too, at things. <laughs> yeah. He will flat out tell you you're an idiot. Yeah. And keep telling you're an idiot, as he did in this episode, and just, he, he has no time for your nonsense. I would put it that way. Mm, yeah. Yeah. True. Um, you being anyone. You know, just a generic royal you. Yeah, I know that doesn't make any sense, but it's... The royal going, you. The royal you, yes. Okay. Not um, the plural, just the, <laughs> the royal. The royal you. So, what are your general thoughts on this series so far? So, this series eight, right, I believe? Yes, eight. Yeah. Uh, Capaldi, I wouldn't say my doctor. I, I have no complaints about him at all. I would say I wish they gave him a little bit more time to shine. So so one of the things, and so overall, I felt like this is one of the weakest seasons. Maybe part of that is because, and at first I really appreciated this, but not every episode was a save the world episode. It was also a oh, we just have this going on kind of episode. Uh, the one where she starts dating Pink, and she's constantly back and forth. Uh, I can't remember if that's the school one. I don't think that is. The or, school's in a bunch of them. Well, where where he becomes the janitor. So, um, I don't think it's the same one. But a lot of them had that kind of feel where it's not terrible, 
It's not world-ending. It's not a world-ending problem. It's world-annoying. Yeah, exactly. And at <laughs> but there have also been several world-enders. There, there have been some, but even within those, like the, the tree episode, he didn't save anything. Right. Like, everything has just kind of been a, this is a nuisance, and the Doctor deals with it with some character development in it. A lot of character development. A lot of character Particularly development. Particularly for him and Clara. Yes, but it also hasn't given him really a chance to shine or be the coming storm, really. I feel with Smith and Tennant, they had, or they had completely them episodes. So I think about with Smith, he had The Lodger, which was a completely him episode that really allowed his character to shine. Remind me, which one was The Lodger? The one with uh, Craig and... Stormageddon? The first one, before Stormageddon. What was the villain in that one? That was the the rot on the ceiling and the uh, spaceship that was stuck. Right, right, right. Yeah. Oh, Kath, yes. Yeah, now yeah. I'm completely remembering. I was trying to think the lodger, but yes, that makes sense. Yes. Um, where it, he, it was him and he was just allowed to shine on his own, and Capaldi hasn't had that this season? I guess that's true. Or Yet... Or Smith had... But also, that was like the second or third Smith season. Or the second season of Smith, wasn't it? Or series? Uh, no. Mm. Was Craig in, in both one, the first and second series with... Yes. Eleven? Okay. Because the second one was Stormageddon, and the first one was just The Lodger. Or even Tenet, and it was a little bit later on, obviously, it was season four, but Tenet had the... I, I can't think of the name of the episode, the one where they were all stuck on the rover... And the creature starts imitating. Was that the Waters of Mars? No, that wasn't Water of Mars. But even still, he had those episodes of he had those movies. Where well, yeah, well, that was yeah, that was yeah. way later on in um, him. But right season four, where Donna decided to stay at the spa, and he goes on the Land Rover thing where they get stuck on the Crystal Planet. Yes, yeah, I remember that one. Sure. Yes, and where it was basically just him and. So, and granted, that was later on in Tenet, but... Yeah, this is very early in Capaldi. Yeah, ex- very true. But he hasn't had that... No, you're, tr- you're yeah. right. So um, I don't know that I'd say it's a negative yet, though. I mean, I definitely would like to see that, but it's not like, I need to see it right now. Oh, no, I'm not saying that, but I, I have no complaints about him right now, but I'm not singing his praises yet, because I don't think I've been able to see him at full capacity. Okay. So that's just kind of where I'm at, because I feel like they focus so much on uh, Clara... As a, hey, we need an anchor to transition that I feel like they haven't let him for... But at the same time, I think that, I think it's true, they do need that anchor to transition, especially when you're going from three young doctors in a row to an older doctor. But I also think not only is that necessary, I think it's actually been really effective. I I was saying saying this to you before, like during a commercial break, because BBC America has commercial breaks, which is annoying, but I think I like Clara with 12 way more than I like Clara with, liked Clara with 11. But I think she's better with 12 because of that relationship with 11. It's the contrast of her having to come to deal, come to grips with this new incarnation of the Doctor, which mirrors kind of the audience's th- thing as well, but the very drastic one of not just a new Doctor, but a very different Doctor, yeah. who has many similarities as well. But having that play out over, you know, this series of her just not knowing how to handle this situation of this old crotchety doctor in place of a man that she kind of had feelings for has been really effective, I think. At least in their relationship. Anything aside, I'm not, I haven't said anything about my thoughts on the episodes in general, but that, him as the doctor and their relationship and how it has changed, particularly with, you know, the inclusion of Danny, who I like quite a bit. Oh, I'm... And that was the other thing. I, I wish think all oh, that's had, worked had, really well. Yeah, I wish they had had more 
Danny time as well. Kind of the same thing, where the last episode they had him with the plants, and he kind of shone through a little bit there. But I would have loved to have seen him kind of save the day a little bit. And granted, obviously, it was him in the far future, as, as too. Orson. Yeah. Uh, well, I agree with you that I would have liked to have seen more. I think the amount they had was fine. I just would have liked more, if you yeah. know what I mean. This was sufficient. You know? Okay. So you think this is one of the weaker seasons? By far. Because there have been several that I'm just like, what? Like, and the one that I keep referencing, just because I guess it's so fresh, the tree episode. What was with the chick at the end? The girl, the daughter coming back? It like was, It was a strange episode. And, and, okay, like, I didn't have a problem with it, except where was literally everyone else? Well, we like, talked about this. Like, Pierce was asking, because just you were more clear before when you asked me yeah. during a commercial break, where was the rest of humanity? And the government told them to stay in their houses while they were burning down the trees, and it's not like the people could drive or get anywhere because they'd have to walk. No, I'm sorry. If suddenly everything was trees, there'd be so much looting. I agree that probably people trying to tr- trying to do that, but it would be so ineffective because they wouldn't be able to get those things anywhere <laughs> that, yeah, I don't know. that's true. Also, it's just not what the episode was about. They were in one very specific no, you're right. area. But, like, I would be... See, I guess in my mind, they were like, let's wander around this forest looking for your parents and yell really loudly. And in my mind, I'm like, no, that's bad. People are going to murder you and kidnap the children. This is Doctor Who, not Torchwood. <laughs> that's, that's true. <laughs> that is very true. Uh, and Sarah Jane, they would have, you know, skipped through the forest merrily together. But it was, it so, it was episodes like that. And I'm trying to think of the previous ones as well. The Are You Afraid of the Dark episode... The dreams with the grabbing of the feet thing. I really liked that one. Did you? I honestly, I, I would take that back. I loved that episode. I thought that was super creepy. I thought the ending was a tearjerker and meant a ton. Like, the co- continuity-wise, that episode was huge. Was showing you the young doctor in the barn that he'd eventually that almost blow up Gro- Gallifrey yeah. on, and her giving him the speech of ne- never, never cruel nor cowardly, or a version of that that morphed into his credo. Yeah, I thought that was brilliant, and I thought the rest of the episode was just awesomely creepy. Okay, like for me, I like those episodes where it's playing with an idea like the statues in Blink, you know, the, the Weeping Angels, yeah. or the shadows in. Um, the library had two episodes. Uh, silence. N- well, the, the silence also, but the, the Vostra Narada. I can't remember the episode's name, but yeah, the silence. Those playing with those creepy ideas, where it's just something like for an episode that was so creepy, where you never see anything. Yes, you see an out of focus head that could be a kid or could be a monster, and by the end of the episode, never knowing, I thought was super effective. Hmm. Like, one of the more effective monsters they've ever done. Probably That's because true. you couldn't see a goofy rubber costume or, yeah. or Cyberman or something. But still super effective. Okay. For can me, we, again. Can we agree that the Moon episode was terrible? I liked the Moon episode. Really? I got I finished watching that episode. And I'm not saying I thought it was all perfect. But I got to the end of it. And I loved her speech to the Doctor at the end. How she yelled at him and everything. Okay. And then I get on Reddit and people are like, oh, this was terrible. It's like, And then there was like this whole pro-life versus uh, anti-abortion debate going around where I was like, I just wanted to talk about Doctor Who and... Yeah, no, I didn't read that much into it. It was more just like, and it pooped another moon immediately. Like... Well, there's plenty of creatures, mostly microbial and insect, that give birth, like, immediately after being born. That's fairly, actually, a a common thing. Okay. Where does it get the resources to grow to a full-size moon? From the moon. From the shell. Where, Where does an egg get the resources? Yeah, but it's not like a 
chick pops out and then poops another egg the size but of for, the chick. But for insects and stuff, that does happen. And they get resources from the lining of the egg. And I, Yeah, I guess. I'm not a biologist here. No, I, I <laughs> Well, biologist. But uh, it just made... It just frustrated me in that it didn't make sense. And that took me away from the emotional power behind it. So the, the sci-fi in it was so bad that what great character development was took me out of the movie. See, the, the sci-fi of it didn't bother didn't me. Bother I mean, you. it bothered me in the beginning where it was like, the moon's an egg, but by the end I was like, the emotional... Especially when the doctor basically says, this isn't my call to make, so goodbye. Which is Like, everything from there on, I was like, I'm on board. I don't care how which, goofy the moon thing is. confuses me also, because when you think about it, you know, you look at the Pompeii episode, and you weigh those two against each other. Where in Pompeii, he was willing to sacrifice his species, the species to save all of humanity. But in this episode, he wasn't willing to make that call. It's been so long since I've seen Pompeii. The reason Pompeii... It was like rock monsters living in a volcano or something, right? Yeah, so basically, they wanted to take over the Earth in lava and magma. And so he had to destroy Pompeii to save the world. I'd say the, the difference was they had a plan to take over the world. Whereas this was another thing where, A, he knew it wouldn't be destroyed... Earth by the... Okay, he by the, knew it. Even right. though he wouldn't tell them. But it wasn't like this thing had a vendetta against Earth. It was a newborn creature, and either you destroy it or you don't. But it's not It's not coming to destroy the Earth. Yeah. You know, it's not a It's not a evil thing coming, you know, with a plan. That's true. I'd say those are some pretty big differences. And I, and I think we can establish that Dr. H children. I don't know that I'd say that's true, actually. Or, at the very least, cannot distinguish between humans. I, no, he can't distinguish between humans, but that's been something with this Doctor since the very first episode of the series. That's true. Where he couldn't even tell between, like, Clara and um, Strax. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, Strax couldn't tell between anything and anything else. Well, that's just Strax. <laughs> yeah. But, alright, it just... I would like it to make a little more sense, and then I feel like... I wouldn't be taken away from the whole... Oh, okay. It made sense not for me, but... Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, that's where I think this season has really been hitting it on all cylinders with the emotional stuff. Yeah, there's some weird, goofy episodes like the Robin Hood episode, which... Oh, I forgot all about the, that. Like the golden arrow that saved That me. was so I don't dumb. know what that's about, but I love the episode because it, it made me laugh and it was very fun and gave you a lot of the Doctor and really, like, introducing this Doctor and the spoon fight and everything... You know, uh, yeah. <laughs> was it goofy beyond get, all Get Out? Yes, but at the same time, I expect there to be that what, level which of that is, in the Which doctor, is funny, though, room. because you know how much I love campiness, and I didn't enjoy it nearly as much as you because, did. Because I had the entry point of the Doctor looking at it from the exact same point of view of I that I did, which is, this is stupid. What are you <laughs> doing? Why do you all keep laughing so much? This doesn't make any sense. And so I had the Doctor there to go, yep, I'm with this guy. Okay. And so, yes, everything was goofy, but you had the doctor there going, I don't have time for your nonsense. <laughs> and that's why, that's why I identify with this doctor so much. Okay. Like, it, this is a doctor who recognizes how goofy a lot of this stuff is and doesn't have time for it. Okay. All right. Some of the goofy stuff might be there, but at least you have the character calling it out. And it's not just a character calling it out. Like some, it's not like Jack Flag in Guardians of the Galaxy, the comic, going, "I hate cosmic stuff." This is <laughs> Star Lord going, "This is ridiculous. Person. I don't have time for this." Okay. You know, to make that analogy. Right. And so, yes, it was goofy, and particularly the ending. But 
him and Robin Hood chained up in the in the dungeon, and that the, was the arrow um, tournament or the archery tournament and stuff with him just <laughs> with him firing the arrows and stuff yeah. was just it worked for me because of him and because okay. of his attitude towards it. Whereas in a past season with a different doctor. Because, I mean, you can just imagine how Eleven would have fit in there. Oh, or, I see. Or, yeah, he would have played it up even more so. Yeah, or Ten. I don't know how Ten would have handled it, quite honestly. I see, and that's why I don't think they would ever have done an episode with Ten with that. Because Ten was... I don't say he was all seriousness, but he kind of was, now that I think back to it. wasn't all seriousness. No. You know, I, I just put him with that face. Well, too. well, or, yeah. yeah. Or when he was the teacher and everything. Yeah. But see, when he was when he was lighthearted, though, it was almost a cluelessness, almost <laughs> like which which has a different ring to it. But or affableness, maybe. Yeah, oh, that that fits. Yeah, but all right. So let's let's talk about the finale because I feel like it started off the first the... half. To be clear, we have yeah. not seen. I'm going to pro- try to put this up in the. About to say because it doesn't exist yet, really. Well, somewhere so, it does. But... Somewhere. It does. Um, so let me say, I feel like it started off really high. And again, this is episode Dark Water episode. Eight, series yeah, eight well, episode, I'm saying whatever. for the season whole, it started off really well. Everything with the restaurant and I thought the, that episode was great. Yeah, the uh, correlation to what's her face. Yeah, the the French chick whose name I can't remember. Yeah, the the tenant episode, and then dip, and then I feel like we got back on track, or we are going back on track. Or we've been in at least a very good place. Yeah, holding steady. Nothing breakout amazing. I mean, although, except again, I think all those emotional beats, particularly at the ends of episodes, with Clara having to come to terms with exactly what the Doctor is and yeah. how her feelings for him in the past might have clouded her judgment towards him quite a bit, I think that's all been great, you know. And before we even get to that, Mommy on the Orient Express, thoughts on that one? Oh, true. I forgot about that one. I kind of really liked that one because I love murder mysteries. <laughs> yeah, no. I did another Agatha Christie, which I thought was... And a reference to, like, a bunch of call, you know, this is a callback to a ton of times when the Doctor did get those phone calls or messages or their hints at the Orient Express. Yeah. yeah, and left a lot of potential open, which is interesting, yeah. with whoever the dude in charge was. Um, thought that was very interesting. It was. It's interesting. There have been a couple things that I've heard or talked about since that episode having to do with mummies. I thought that was very interesting. Um, and one of, the, one of the things that was brought up is, you know what actually... Of the things that make mummies terrifying, unknown power set and not knowing how to deal with them, and it kind of clicked having watched the episode. I'm like, yeah, we don't. You don't really know what mummies exactly do. And that what's was the weakness? Of, like werewolves, you got silver bullets. Vampires, exactly. you got garlic and stakes and crosses and holy water. Zombies, this, you got this shoot you, in the head. Yeah, this you pretty much have unravel. Like <laughs> that's really hope, basically hope they it. get stuck on some piece exactly. of wood that's sticking out. Or, <laughs> They get stuck in a revolving door, maybe. <laughs> Something of that, yeah, sort. But, uh, so, and that was kind of the thing, where how do you play out to that? And it was also a good, in my mind, at least science fiction was a good uh, science versus myth kind of combination between the two. So I thought that was very interesting. Not to mention, I can see how much more directly that would play into the current finale, because that's it's why quite I'm possible. Yeah, yeah, that's why I'm figuring you brought it up. Well, you brought up the question right before we started recording. Let's get you want to get into the finale, and I, I agree yeah. with you want to get to it as well. I just want to mention that episode. Absolutely. You asked the question. Okay, so this heaven three three W or W three three W three W. 
I had originally asked, so why is it only humans? If if this whole thing wasn't a sham, which it is a shame by the yeah. end of the episode, a sham, not a shame. Um, I guess it's also a shame. But it's a, it's a shame of a sham. <laughs> um, if this really was the afterlife or the next life or just what comes next, why would it only be humans? Where's all the other species? You know, this is a show about space and time. You know, yeah. where's all that going? And you would ask right in between, so what about the android... And that from was the my first point. episode. Yeah. And I had an idea. And I'd been thinking about this right before you asked the question. What if that's where the Cyberman technology comes yes, from? Yes, that was my thought. And what if Missy, the master, which I called from the beginning, shall I say maybe episode okay. two. Okay, alright, for the record, no one was like, no way, that's not possible. No, there were other people calling it, but I called it independently. Very no, that's, that's fair. But I think all of us kind of realized that, but we're like... Let's hope for something else. Oh, I like I like the idea quite a bit. I, I don't have a problem, but it you know, something a little bit more complex or deep or something Well, we it. still don't know a lot like, about where it's going hey, as well. Maybe his wife's alive again. You know, well, some, that was one of the theories we tossed around last yeah. time. Or Jenny or Jenny. Yeah. Evil Jenny. <laughs> what if she was also behind the Orient Express and she also needed that technology to make unstoppable soldiers? Yeah. Like maybe she she I, I'd imagine and this is just a guess, but I don't. I don't know. I mean, maybe in some point in the in the history of Doctor Who, the Masters work with the Cybermen. I don't know. I'm sure he's used them. Some, but maybe he doesn't know how to build them, but likes the idea of them, and so needs to recreate them with other technology. Hmm. My my thought. So first off, the reason behind humans is simply because I believe Cybermen, men, human, human. Right, but before that reveal, if we're to assume this is really the afterlife, why only humans? It, but it's not. They already pointed out that it's not. I realize it's not, but I'm saying the fiction of this world didn't make sense to me even before that because why would the afterlife only need humans? And I feel like humans? that's why they... Um, how do I explain this? Why the Doctor was so, like, something's not right here? No, why they didn't spend time there. Oh, that's a good point, to not make you question it. Sure. Exactly. So they spend very little time there, and actually, if you notice... When the robot thing died in the first episode, or second episode, whatever it was. First episode, it was the... It was a one part. I couldn't remember if it was a one or two part. It was a longer episode, but it was, it was a longer the... Episode. Yeah. Um, he ended up in what we can only assume is the control room of her TARDIS. Because it's built exactly like a TARDIS. It's just a garden, but... With, yeah, but has a fountain instead of a control panel. Yeah, but, but a fountain shaped like yes. this TARDIS control panel. Um, so, I, my assumption there is that... There was a call out to all robots, and then just kind of a merger. So like, there's all the robots were like, we're looking. So she had feelers side. going out, like basically a Google spider going out and saying, next time a robot comes through, grab it. Well, no, but like put out through all robotics. Hey, come to the promised land. Come to the promised land. Oh, okay. And so that's where she got the robot side. And then she just got stock and stock of humans as they died throughout time. And that got the human side of it. So maybe she's manipulating both in an attempt to just kind of merge everything together. Okay. So that was at least... What do you think her endgame is? Just world domination? Because my thought is it's trying to get to Gallifrey again. Trying to unlock Gallifrey from the... Well, so you, you're going a little bit beyond what I think the meaning of something is. Talking about the the circle, the with the symbol dot. of the circle with the dot, which yes is a Cyberman eye, as you has always out. been. Has uh, well, at least in the modern incarnations, I, I'd yeah. have to look back at the original. Which eyes, yeah, I, I didn't know. pick up on, but you and I both thought initially it was a bubble universe, uh, Doctor's wife 
you know, TARDIS thing again. Well, but just also Gallifrey is trapped in a bubble universe at this point. Well, we didn't establish that. Yeah. When was it established? In in Gallifrey Falls, no more, and it's he trapped in a sliver in time there. outside of the universe. It's I don't remember them saying sliver in time outside the universe. I'm, I'm pretty sure they even used the exact image of a bubble. On the outside. I know they use that same image in The Doctor's Wife, but I think they used a very similar one for... And that's what the whole crack in the universe was about the second time, not the original time. Okay. The first time was because he exploded in TARDIS, but the yeah. second time, on Trenzalor, it was Gallifrey trying to get through, trying to contact the Doctor. Was it? Remember, because they sent him regenerations? Okay. That's why he's still around. <laughs> also because That wasn't show. a crack, though. A ship showed up. No. There was a crack in the ch- church or whatever building it was wall in the basement. It's, it was in s- the sky. Oh, uh, that... We're talking Trenzalor. Series finale Yeah, no, year. I understand that. There was like a ship in the sky. And, there was uh, tons of ships, but that was the Church of... Uni- I know the Church of Universal Truth is uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah, but say, the, yeah, uh, the silence. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. I just had to think through that. Which also doesn't make sense because the whole... Uh, what's it called? time-locked issue thing. But sure. Gaffrey was time-locked. How would they send it through a crack? The time-lock was sent during the war. Yes. Then, he, the, the, right the moment before basically everything would have exploded or destroyed each other, he zapped Trans- oh, the, the doctors, yes. zapped Trenzalore out of the universe into the pocket bubble, slice of time, whatever you want to call it. Gallifrey. So it shouldn't be time-locked anymore. That time-lock was like to an area... That it's not in that area anymore. It's in a different place. It's in a different. It's outside the universe. Okay, gotcha. And that's why they were using the crack. So I don't think the time lock applies anymore. The time lock was only where it was when it was. I assume that they sent him the regenerations during the war period. No, no, because it was the whole thing was them basically saying, "Is it over? Can we come back yet?" Okay. <laughs> I mean, gotcha. I'm, I'm dumbing that down in- incredibly, but yeah. you know that was the gist of it. Um, is the doctor still out there? Anybody? Anybody home? Can we come back, please? We'd like to be in our universe again, so we can screw everything up. Yeah, for basically. the umpteenth time. I'm about to say, they're just going to come back evil again. That, that was just uh, Rancelon, Renzalor, what the heck was his name? Well, but even the doctor says you didn't see them at the end. Like, you didn't see right, them. Right, but that was like it. the ruling council. True. Because even remember in that episode, in, not in End of Time, but in the finale of last year, it was like you saw other parts of. Because like, I think Gallifrey has like dual capitals. It's one of those type of cities, mm-hmm. like a Constantinople or something. Um, Which I finally found out where the term Istanbul comes from. Istanbul? It's Constantinople. Yeah. yeah. Well, apparently Istanbul means in the city. Oh, really? Istanbul as three separate words. And so people would constantly say in the city, in the city, in the city. So it just became Hmm. one blended word. Interesting. I like that. Um, And you saw Gallifreyans there on the other side who were basically like, let the council do whatever their crazy plan is. We need to save the boy. Like they're like they were so divorced from the the ruling faction, which was only focused on being evil at that point, except for the doctor's mom, who's a weeping angel or whatever that was supposed to be. What the whole mom at the end? She covers up. She does the whole weeping angel thing. You've never read any of those theories? No. That like his mom was the first weeping angel. No. no you'll you'll have to read up on that. I'm not getting into that now because I don't even know if I understand half of it, but. She was the first one. It was like his mom and the other lady on the council who didn't want to do what they were doing. If it was even his mom, because it was only hinted, but it wasn't said explicitly, mm. and wasn't the doctor in an orphanage. I don't know. It's Whatever. As long as the show's fun and entertaining, I'm not getting hung up on that stuff. But, and emotional, because that's the part I really 
tend to glom onto. But the, the Master wants to use Cybermen, I think, to somehow take over and find a way back into the Bubble Universe, but we don't know. We've still got another episode to go. Yeah. Um, it might be... Hmm. So, it makes me wonder about... Did you ever watch the Futurama movies? Not in the Futurama. One of the uh, movies was basically another dimension, and God... It was it was like a weird parallel for God, but it was just like a giant being from tentacled monster from another universe. He starts dating them. Long story. Starts dating them. Starts dating them. It's a really it's confusing. Okay. The movie the movies is is entitled the, the Beast with a Billion Backs. Okay. Uh, so technology. Yeah, sorta ish. But anyway, the point is the crack in the universe. Only organic matter can go through it. So like. The ship has to be made out of wood to fly through. Um, you know, robots can't go through. And I'm wondering if it might be, if your theory is correct, it might be a reverse thing. Where living things can't go through it. Through the crack? Through, yeah. And so, kind of like a reverse Terminator there. Okay. Where it has to be something dead and non-organic going through, and so that's what she's using. Maybe turn all the Time Lords and ladies into, well, all the Gallifreyans in general, but into... Yeah. Um, Cybermen to get them through. Yeah, or just to... Humans of the test run. Yeah, or to invade in general. Like, that's how she's going to establish, like, a a hole and then open it up kind of thing. Maybe. So, that's a thought. Or she just wants to, you know, general takeover kind of thing. That's the the master. (laughs) Yeah, I was about to say, I mean, it it could just be a very generic... Hey, I'm just going to let everything... Or she could be working for the Galfrains. It's possible maybe they also contacted her through a crack. It's possible. Now, Danny, we both established we really like Danny quite a bit. Yeah. Do you think they will find a way to bring him back by the end of this? Or is he really dead? Because if he's really dead, then how do they have grandchildren in the future? Or great-grandchildren, possibly? Uh, future can be rewritten. Uh, right, but that would involve them getting him back. <laughs> so, here's here's what bothers me. And this has bothered me, and some, some things do it well, and other things don't. So remember in very early Invincible, where the... The, the guy, comic book Invincible, where Robert Kirkman. Yes. Um, where the guy who is robot uh, is actually severely deformed, but super intelligent. Yeah. And creates a clone of himself. Mm-hmm. And then knows that the clone isn't going to be him. He's going to die, but his clone is going to be able to live on. Right? It's still that same mentality. Pink is dead. Maybe they could find a way to make a copy of him. But even... See, and that always bothers me in sci-fi. The the copy is a copy. Right. Pink is dead. Right. Like, and so often they try to, like, pose it as, he's back, he's alive. No, that's not him. That just happens to be a copy with his memories. Memories in the same, um... What's the word I'm looking for? Uh... Hormonal impulses isn't the right word, but the same biological structure. Yeah, yeah. But see, what what is what is a person except for a specific set of neurons and biological inhibitors and you know? But impulses. again, it's not actually. But it's just a mockery of them, in my opinion. Like, I mean, maybe yes, maybe no. It, did you ever? Did you ever, you know the movie Timeline, Michael Crichton book? I know the book. I've seen the movie and I read the book. The book is okay. not surprisingly much, much better. Okay. The movie does a bad job of pointing With out. faxing them. Yeah, but that's kind of the point. They basically break down the fact that 
you die every time you get transported. Sure. Like, it That's true even in Star Trek. Yeah. It literally kills you. And then just happens to reassemble you in the same way. And in my mind, like, I've always had a problem with that, or with the cloning idea, because that person is dead. It's not them anymore. It is a sham... I think that really, and we don't need to get into this because no religion or politics, but that really gets into whether you believe in a soul or something like that, or whether it's just neurons and, you know, hormones, you know, that arranged in a certain way will always behave a certain way. It's just, okay, so it's an exact copy. It's an exact copy, you know. Yeah. But, I mean, I get, you know, even even for animals, and not to take it down that road, I, I don't think animals have soul, but it's to be like, you're just an exact copy. Like, it's just, I'm wary of anything that would be like that. But, regardless of whether you want to subscribe to souls or no souls yeah. or copies or no copies, do you think they will find a way to bring him back? Oh, he absolutely will come back. Either that or she... Will join him? Will join Would that be him. too much of a repeat of... That's exactly... No, I wasn't thinking Amy Rory. I was thinking River and how River ended. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, if he's dead, I'll be dead too. Yeah, but they end up just becoming alive through the deadness. Sure. Which was a weird... Well, do you even think... Do you think Clara will be back next series? No. Do you think this is, Do you think next episode is the end for her? And in which case, do they live off happily ever after or do they die off happily ever after? And cold. It would... And cold. <laughs> it would be different if they actually let them die. I agree with you. I mean, you know they die in... I mean, it's not like you're... Are you going to see their entire life? <laughs> or whatever? No, but like... We haven't lost a companion. Let me think about this. I think you're right. Martha Jones goes off, joins uh, Unit. Marries Mickey, because that makes sense. Um, Rose gets shuttled off to the alternate universe. Yeah. Donna can never see the Doctor again, or she'll explode or whatever. Yeah. Um, uh, you have random little companions. Amy and Rory die. They live out their lives, but they die. So we did lose We did lose Titanic tricks, so in all fairness. Mickey Minogue? Yeah. Nicki Minaj. Not... <laughs> no, yeah, Nicki Minogue. Minogue, no, yeah. Kindly Minogue. Which, I don't know. They're sisters. Which one the was The blonde chick, that's all I know. They're sisters, they're musicians. <laughs> Nicki Minaj. <laughs> I want to see Nicki Minaj as one of the doctor's No, no. Because the doctor would just be looking at you. No. Absolutely not. Uh, so weird. Um, I just rhyme bees with bees. <laughs> but, yeah, so we, other than her, we haven't lost a companion. I'm sure. I'm feeling like there's got to be somebody in one of those like ten movies or something that died, but a major one. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So just, just Rose or just uh, Amy and Rory. So what if they died? But if they die, they can't have grandchildren. Yeah. Time can be rewritten, but it, it that but time hasn't create, been rewritten. This is but just that one created a, paralo- a paradox. Yes, because no. Orson couldn't exist. It doesn't matter if Orson couldn't exist. So what creates a paradox is pointed precision, right? So, it, it so let's but, say... Okay, okay here, here's the thing. Orson was the natural progression of time. Yes. Danny's death was the natural progression of time. There's been no altering yet. So al- with no altering, there's a paradox already. It's not a paradox. That's a, that's a time or alteration. A, a, 
So you also have to remember. You also have to remember. So right now, as it stands, what was what was what was the grandkid's name? Orson. Orson will never be born. Okay. So he was from a possible future, not the future. Well, he was from the future, but the future is constantly shifting. So mm. remember, Earth can be rewritten. History can be or future. The future. Can I be get rewritten. that it can be, but they haven't. They haven't done anything to change anything from that point in the... As it stands right now, it has. But remember, they're able to remember because once you're a time traveler, you're outside I, I totally get it. What I'm saying is, that is absolutely true, but they haven't made a change yet. They have. Pink died. That wasn't a change. That was the natural progression of time. He it, was going to die there. It, you can slate it that way. If you want a concrete, happy-go-lucky future. What? So, by putting it in that future, he is guaranteed to come back alive. So, as as putting as Orson will exist... Or a copy, or something. Yeah, or... They harvest sperm from his dead body. Or Orson, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in the creepiest ending ever. That would be so weird. Or it's Orson a cold. is actually him. Um, I don't know that I buy that... That doesn't make any sense to me. Hmm. I mean, I, I'm sure all the questions we're yeah. asking right now are going to be answered in a week. You know, slightly less than a week. But still. Um, I, uh, let's, do you have anything else to say about this episode? Mm, not that I can think of at the moment. I, I really like the aesthetic of Heaven. I like Missy. What's her, I like Seb quite a bit. I like yeah. Dr. Chang. I like all of their little interactions and just the Is general Seb tone of Seb something? It. Seb was the guy. No, but is is he a like, robot or an AI or a dude? I mean, uh, Doctor Chang seemed to be a dude, hmm. and they were all on Earth in a regular building. True, you know, in the end, which was kind of surprising to me. I expected it to at least be like on a planet somewhere other than Earth, but they were just in. And I'm, I'm assuming if I was British, I would know exactly what that building was. I don't look like a museum or a, a mausoleum or a yeah. cathedral or. Something old. Yeah. Something European. <laughs> um, we certainly get what the three W's were, those words. Well, it was don't cremate me. <laughs> yeah, but it's not the three W's. But is it World Wide Web? Because she even says, and that was my original idea of many I gave out throughout the episode, but then she goes, Cybermen from cyberspace. Mm. I don't know. Well, maybe just because they were all downloaded into that mainframe. Hence the spherical heaven. Which was Gallifrey and technology. Yeah. Which, did the Master already have that, or did he find a way to bring it over from Gallifrey? Yeah, that hits the question of who is she working for. So. Right. Or is she working for anyone? And where did she get the TARDIS? Well, the Master's had TARDISes before. He hadn't had access to it since he's been back, but maybe he found it. But I feel like found it seems less likely than was given it by the Gallifreyans. True, absolutely true. Also, that'll explain why he's alive, or she's alive again. Alive, know? has a functioning, fully functioning TARDIS, has technology, and, I don't know, go from there. Can regenerate. But, yeah, yeah, <laughs> at least the one. Yeah. Which would make sense if, you know, Gallifrey was like, you're on a short leash, and you get one. And, we'll and they've done that before, yeah. with the Master. Yeah. Um, and then this whole snake thing. Yeah. That was just weird. Um, have you seen that movie? The, no. the I actually watched it. Um, a couple, well, I guess a couple months back now. It's pretty bad. <laughs> There's some good things in it. Which Doctor was it? It's eight. It's the only thing. Oh, it, it's eight. Well, it's the only thing with eight until, uh, until the Night of the Doctor. Yeah. Um, and he's 
good in most of it. There's some scenes where I was like, what? But it was more the direction, I think, than anything else. Mm. Um, Eric Roberts is pretty hammy and terrible in it. I don't know. There's moments in it that are okay, and there's moments in it that are just like, what is happening? Mm. Um, and most of those moments last the entire movie. Um, but whatever. You, you said earlier in this episode, like pretty much off the bat, you thought this was one of the weakest seasons ever. I really don't agree. I think it's on par with pretty much all the seasons ever. I think Doctor Who is one of those shows that you look at through rose-colored glasses, and you remember the really cool parts, and you forget the really goofy nonsense. Well, no, because I I have been going back through with Nicole. I actually have been going back through and watching older episodes as well. Yeah. Let me say, there weren't as many ends left open in episodes, I feel like. But that was also because they were building towards something. Not even, like, in foreshadowing open ends. What do you mean? What, so, um, give me some examples of... Okay, so... Uh, let's go Orient Express. Which may tie into this, we don't know That's yet. potential. Or it could be a setup for next season. That that has, that has a lot of future potential, but at the moment, a lot of very broad open ends. Um, the... Tree episode, the daughter at the end, really... I don't think that that's something they leave for the end. That's just more of a miracle-type goofy nonsense. The fairies or whatever they were. The fairies just return the sister. Yeah, from wherever she was. Um, I'm trying to think of other Well, she was born from a tree, like one of the Greek goddesses or something. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It was a joke. It was, I didn't actually go into it. Uh, was it Athena? Athena sprung from his brain. Uh, yeah, he had a headache, so he cut open his brain and if he had hopped out. Uh, Aphrodite was born in the ocean. Um, I'm not going to go ramble into all that now. Mythology, isn't it weird? Anyway. Yep. I know way too much about Greek Into now. modern mythology. Yeah, into modern mythology. I can't think of other episodes, but... I don't know, it just seemed to me like there was a lot of open ends. I don't know. And maybe I'm just... I need to go back through... There's nothing that bothered me in those. I mean, I'm sure there were some, and I'm sure there's been some in past seasons. It leaves them places to go in the future, you know, <laughs> and it... You know, it's it is what it is. Yeah, true. But in general, for for me, Doctor Who is always, and I've probably said some version of this in the past, but it's always that battle between the goofy nonsense that is seventy percent of the show and the thirty percent of the show that I really, really love. Yeah. And for me, this season is striking a good balance of having enough of the stuff I really love that I can overlook the goofy nonsense of arrows stopping spaceships from exploding. And no, an arrow in a rocket booster side of it. Because it was something. gold? Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, and a lot of that is 12. A lot of that is Peter Capaldi's performance and the way he's written um, is really helping with that. But in general, it's... I have as many problems as I ever do, but I love as much stuff as I always do okay. with the Doctor. Um, and I think last series with... Particularly the beginning of last series. But, you know, towards the end of Amy and Rory, there was a lot of... That seventy percent was winning out. We're divorced, you know? even though he spent two thousand years standing outside guarding and, me. And I think a lot of that was because, like, yes, you still ha- you you only still have the seventy percent goofiness, but the thirty percent emotional stuff wasn't clicking. Hmm. And this se- season, all of the emotional stuff is clicking for me really, really well. And see, I think that's where the trade-off is because usually the goofiness clicks for me. <laughs> uh, and the emotional, I'm, I'm hit. I don't, I don't know where I stand on that. But in this season, the the emotional's hitting. But any of the goofiness, I'm just missing. I guess for some reason. Fair enough. So, but we're still watching the show. Yeah. <laughs> hey, like I said, the characters I have no problem with. It's just kind of the the stories that they've been in. So sure, the emotionals have been very well done, especially in this one. 
especially when Clara was just like, it was boring. Oh, like, the death, yeah. Yeah. It wasn't, you know, everything she's seen. It's not how it's supposed to go. Yeah. yeah. It was just hit by a car. So, yeah, that was powerful. Yeah. Go to hell. Yeah, that was great. Oh, for anyone who wasn't there, which would be everyone except for me and Pierce, yeah. he says to her, go to hell, and he's, Pierce like, wait, did he just say what I thought he said? I was like, yeah. And you look shocked. You're like, all, I think you said awesome, but you look kind of shocked, like, so what do we do now? I was like, you realize it's a Don Tondra. Well, the thing, that was like the second or third thing that asked you, did, what did they just say? Because we kept talking. But. Yeah, so, but yeah, no, I was a little confused at first, but yeah, no, absolutely. Well, no, go we're going hell. to go to hell. Go to or hell. heaven, or the afterlife, or... Yeah. Whatever it is called. So, it's good. Yeah. Can't wait for the finale. Uh, I think that's it for this episode, because I'm tired. I bet I'm exhausted. <laughs> so, I'm Jordan from Jersey. And I'm Pierce from Jersey. This has been Jersey Shore. Have a great week, everybody. Thanks for listening to Jersey Shore. You can contact us at jordan at legionofdudes.com. That's J-O-R-D-A-N. Or you can leave us a voicemail, 972-798-3830, and just let us know that you're leaving it for Jersey Shore. You can follow me on Twitter at Jordan, F-R-M, Jersey, and iTunes ratings and reviews are always appreciated. And if you enjoy the show, don't forget to check out hhwlod.com for lots of great content just like it.